0: Lift up our hands and our voices in this building today. And would you give the Lord a great praise with the words from your lips today. Hallelujah. You just lift up your hands one more time this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anything can happen. When he walks into this room, I don't know about you, but I feel him all around me this morning. The presence of the Lord is in the room today. Hallelujah. The angels of the Lord are in the house. There's a great work that God wants to do in here today. There's been many confirmations for what God's about to speak in this house this morning. But I wonder today... If we'd open up our hearts and just receive whatever it is that God's trying to tell us this morning. You heard a word from your pastor today, and I believe that that was a prophetic one, to the season that we're heading in. And I wonder right now if one more time you'd lift up your hands and you'd just begin to open up your mouth and pray. And I want you to begin to worship and thank the Lord for what he's about to do in this room today. Jesus. I thank you, Father, for the power of the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Lord, because you're in the room today to set us free. You're in the room today, God, to deliver every man and woman that's in the house right now. God, I pray right now that our hearts be opened. God, to receive the fulfillment of your promises. We've come together in expectation today, Lord. We're ready to receive what you have for us. We give you the praise and we give you the glory and the honor. Someone shout in Jesus' name. Amen. Step across an aisle and greet someone. Hug them. Tell them how good they look. It's the only time that it's okay to lie. Just right now, God's going to forgive you for it. You could be seated in the presence of the Lord. Let's give him one great big hand clap of praise as we take our seats this morning. In the book of Acts in the 8th chapter, the first verse, the Bible begins to tell us that Saul was consenting unto his death. At that time that there was great persecution against the church. They were scattered all abroad and all except the apostles. The third verse tells us that as for Saul, that he wreaked havoc in the church. He entered into every house. He took men, women, boys, and girls and began to commit them into the prison cell. Saul was in essence hunting down every person that believed in the message of Jesus Christ. People all throughout the area, when they heard Saul, and all of a the sudden they would begin to think of the things that he was doing. Yet the Bible tells us that therefore that they that were scattered abroad, that though they were scattered, that they went every place Preaching the gospel because no matter what the enemy can do the church will not be stopped the grave could not contain it Pharaoh could not drown it Saul could not stop it but I'm glad to be in the church triumphant this morning I've come to tell you that no matter what you're up against that when you begin to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ that you are silencing the voice of every adversaria that wants to stop what the church is doing but I've come to remind you today that the church is moving forward I wonder this morning are you happy to be a part of the church of the Living God? The Bible would have us to understand that the story continues and the church goes on. Yet as the church goes on, Saul continues to fight. In the next chapter, it would tell us that he continues on threatening and coming against the disciples of Jesus Christ. And he went and he asked, he said, would you send me to go and to persecute them. The Bible said that as he begins to make his journey to Damascus, uh, that as he began to journey and he came um, close to the city that suddenly that a light shined all around him and it was a light from heaven. He went from being encapsulated in hate to being encapsulated by the presence of God. From surrounded in sin to surrounded by the presence of God. Can I tell you that God he? does this thing with people that regardless of where you're headed to, that God will meet you where you are. Uh, he was going to persecute, yet God showed up. Uh, he was going to sin, yet God showed up because what God is concerned about is not your failure but your future. Uh, there's a God moment in this room today that regardless uh, of what you did on Friday, that the presence of God is in this room to encapsulate you. I've come to tell you today uh, that it's the presence of God uh, that'll drive out the sin of your past. Uh, it's the presence of God uh, that'll drive out the accusation of every enemy. Uh, I've come to tell you uh, when the three Hebrews were in the fire, uh, God showed up. Uh, when Samson was in the prison, God showed up. Uh, when the disciples were in the storm, God showed up. Uh, no matter what you're up against, God's about to show up and get in the middle of your trial. The word of the Lord said that when the light shined about him that he fell to the earth and he heard the voice crying from heaven Saul Saul why do you persecute me it was almost as if the Lord was speaking to him asking him Saul why would you do what you're doing i even died for you Saul i even love you Saul i even want you Saul why Saul are you doing this to me isn't it like the Lord that regardless of how how you turned your back on him. He said, I love you, and I want you in the kingdom. I've come to preach a message of grace to you today. He said, Saul, I know what you've done, but I've got a plan for you. Why do you persecute me, Saul? Why is it that every time I elevate you, you let sin get in your life and you knock yourself back again? Why is it that every time I want to use you, that you let people get in the Why are you doing this to me, Saul? Why? why are you doing it? And the word said that it saw laid on the ground uh, that he said, who art thou Lord? He could have called him anything he wanted to uh, but he acknowledged that whatever was surrounding him uh, had to be the presence of an almighty God uh, that had met him on the road. Uh, The same Lord that he persecuted uh, showed up to save him. Uh, The same Lord that he sinned against uh, showed up to save him. Uh, It was as if the arms of a father uh, were running to his son uh, to say come back home Saul Uh, come back home to me I wonder if there's anybody in the room today that could remember the place that you were uh, when the grace of God began to come about you and say come back you might have been in the prison cell uh, you might have been in the trap house uh, you might have been standing on the court but God showed up He said, who art thou, Lord? He said, I'm Jesus whom thou persecuteth. Let me tell you, because at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord forever. The word said that he trembled and was astonished and said, Lord, what would you have me to do? And the Lord said, arise, go into the city, and it will be told of you. You must understand the attitude of change. And the attitude of change says, I know what I've done to this point. But when the Lord reaches out the time for change, it's a right now change. He could have waited. He could have made excuses. But he said, Lord, I have nothing to give you but my present and my future. Somebody needs to get their eyes off of the past this morning. He could have made every, but Lord, what would you have me to do? What would you have me to do? Who cares what the past says? Who cares what accuser said? You want to know why? You need to watch this in the next verse. And the men which journeyed with him, they were going with him to escort him to persecute. And the Bible said this that the men that journeyed with him, that they stood speechless because real change shuts the mouth of the accusers. Real change leaves your enemy speechless. Real change shuts the mouth of the lawyer. Real change shuts the mouth of the judge. Real change shuts the mouth of your. Ba- they stood speechless. And he opened his eyes. And the word of the Lord said, this soul arose from the earth. And his eyes were opened. And he saw no man. His eyes opened, but he saw no man. Anyone that's ever heard this passage of Scripture understands that Saul's sight was taken from him, as we're about to find out. But why is it that the word of the Lord would say that his eyes were open, but he saw no man? Uh, he couldn't see anything with physical eyes. Uh, but I believe that what the Bible is telling us uh, is that his spiritual eyes were opened. Uh, he couldn't see anybody around him, uh, but he could see the grace of a Savior uh, that was meeting him on the road to Damascus. Uh, let me. Tell you right now uh, that real change uh, causes your spiritual eyes to be opened. Uh, When your spiritual eyes are opened, uh, the eyes to the pastor shut. Uh, Let me tell you right now, uh, when you have a real change, uh, you'll say there's no way that I could have done this on my own. Uh, But if it had not been for the Lord uh, who was on my side, uh, where would I be? I've come to tell you this. Uh, You can try the programs. uh, You can try whatever you want to. uh, But the answer that we need is found in Jesus Christ, and Jesus is here this morning to deliver the brown, to heal the broken, and to put your life back together. He was three days without sight. Neither did he eat nor drink. But there was a certain disciple, a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him the word of the Lord came in a vision, and he said, behold, here I am, Lord, And the Lord said unto him, Arise, go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire of the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, because real change will drive you to prayer. And real change will drive you to a relationship that you've never had. Real change will cause this not just to be what you do when you come to the house of the Lord, uh, but there will be something that burns so hard in your spirit uh, that whatever the day is, they're going to find you praying. Uh, Let me tell you something right now. Uh, When the enemy comes against you in temptation, uh, he ought to find you praying. Uh, When the enemy comes against you with your past, uh, he ought to find you praying. Uh, When the devil thinks that there's a way he can get you to slip, they ought to find you praying. Praying, why? That I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's Sunday and Wednesday, but it's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But would you know that Ananias answered and said, Lord, I've heard by many. I've heard by many of this man uh, how much evil he's done to the saints at Jerusalem. And Ananias argued with the voice of the Lord. Uh, I've heard by many of this man. Uh, haven't you heard of his reputation? There's people that are talking about him. Uh, when you've called everybody just to try to talk about something. I've heard by many uh, when someone comes into the house of God. Uh, but you were connected to them in the past. And you question, well I know that they prayed today. Uh, but I've heard by many of their reputation. Uh, I've heard about where he came came from, I heard about where he was going, I heard about everything that he did, I've heard about his reputation Lord yet God looked not at his failure but the Lord looked at his future, you hear me right now that the grace of God will cast your sin as far as the east is from the west, I want you to understand this right now, man might be looking at your failure but God is looking at your future for he whom the son has set free is free indeed. He's free indeed. You must understand this that he had the authority from the chief priest to bind all that call upon thy name. Or so we thought, because even in the face of the chief priest, all power is still given unto the Lord in heaven and in earth. Uh, You must understand this today, that even the authority that they thought Saul had that he did not have, uh, for it reigns on the just and the unjust, but the plan of God uh, would be to try to use Saul with a fake authority just to get him in the location where God can meet him on the road and change him. What does that mean? Uh, That he'll take what the enemy meant to use for evil and he'll turn it in your favor over and over again. You must understand this, uh, that even though all of the things that he said, that the Lord said, go thy way, Ananias, uh, you know what he said, he said, shut up, y'all kids don't say that, you don't get me in trouble with your mom and dad. He said, you keep your mouth shut, and this is why, he said, go thy way, For though you call him broken, he's a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles uh, and the kings and the children of Israel. Because when people have called you broken, uh, God calls you chosen. He turns your tragedy into triumph. He turns your mess up uh, into a setup for the greatest miracle that you could ever see in your life. Uh, He said you can call him what you want to. But I've got a question. Uh, Whatever people say about you, it is what it is. Uh, But what's the Lord trying to say about you? right now. The problem with people is that we think that talking about people will change the opinion that God has of them. That's not the case at all. But rather, could I just remind you today that going behind people's back and talking about them is still a sin. Ain't nothing changed in the Bible. But it's like people to think that the more that I spread things about them, that surely God will change his mind. Here's the deal with God. He sees the end from the beginning. And you might be able to fake out anybody you want to, but he said, man looks at the outward, but I judge the intent of the heart. What does that mean that God has your number today? And no matter if everybody else in the room right now says, I remember how you failed, uh, and I remember what you did, and I remember when you walked away, God's saying, he is my He's my chosen vessel. Hear me, hear me, hear me right now. Uh, You must understand this. uh, That Ananias went his way, entered into the house. Uh, He put his hands on him and he said, Brother Saul. Brother Saul, uh, all of a sudden, Ananias, uh, through his own words, begins to restore the man that everything was taken away uh, because real change uh, brings the restoration of the Holy Ghost. uh, And the restoration of the Holy Ghost, uh, it doesn't put you in the place that you messed up, uh, but it takes you ahead. He could have said, Saul, the Christian. He could have said whatever he wanted to. But he said, I'm about to put my stamp of approval on you. Why would you put your stamp of approval on a man that hadn't proved himself? Because such were some of us that I can remember when the Lord saw potential in me. When I was doing nothing but living in sin. But God showed up and said, this is my chosen vessel. You look throughout the room today. I'll show you a church full of empathy. Of imperfect people, but I'll show you a perfect God uh, that showed up in the room to say, I don't care what they said about you, Uh, I don't care what they've talked about you, Uh, you're my chosen vessel. Brother Saul, even Jesus that appeared unto thee in the way that thou camest, has sent me. He said, the Lord sent me that thou might receive thy sight. But you see, receiving a sight was only a byproduct because he said, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. The problem with some people that have sickness in their body and trials and all of these things is that we think that we come to church to get healed. I believe that the desire of God is to heal you and to set you free and to make you whole. But the Lord said, I'm only going to use your eyes because I want to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Can I tell You that everybody ought to be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you've never been filled, you ought to be filled. If you haven't been in a Bible study, you ought to be in a Bible study. And the word of the Lord said this that as Ananias laid his hands, it said, and immediately, someone shout, immediate. Real change brings an immediate reaction. Uh, real change doesn't wait on your brother. Uh, real change doesn't wait on your sister, uh, on your mom or your dad, your teacher, uh, your youth director or your pastor. Uh, but immediately, uh, someone shout immediately uh, that they fell from his eyes that had been scales. Uh, he received his sight, arose, uh, and was baptized. Uh, someone shout immediate. Uh, so my question for you this morning is if you came desiring a change, uh, what are you waiting? For Uh, there is no time like right now, Uh, he's an on time God, Uh, he showed up right on time, Uh, he showed up today to set you free, Uh, he showed up today to deliver you, and straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues. My word. I could get off for about 35 minutes on this, but I'm trying to be cognitive of your time this morning. And straightway, uh, he preached Christ in the synagogues. Uh, Can I tell you that the desire of God was not for you to be in church 10 years uh, before you teach your first Bible study? The desire of God. (laughs) The desire of God is not that you got to come in and sit for three years before you start to witness to people about the Holy Ghost. You just keep on witnessing to people about the Holy Ghost. You might not understand everything yet, but God's going to speak through you to win your whole community. You hear me? He's going to speak through you. It said, and immediately, he went and he preached Christ in the synagogues. That's what the word of the Lord said. You must understand this. Straightway, he preached Christ because real change makes you talk about it. Real change makes you walk about it. Real change makes you be about it. Talk is cheap, but sometimes you got to put your money where your mouth is. You understand this. I can't tell you that Ananias walked, or rather, that Saul walked into the temple and he said, Let me explain to you all of this history and theology and hermeneutics and prophecy right now. I imagine if you'd have heard Saul's first message, it probably didn't sound nothing like that. Some of y'all said, what's a hermeneutic? My God. It probably didn't sound anything like that. But rather, I believe that Saul probably walked in, probably tried to put himself somewhere, and he said, hey, man, uh, can I talk to you? Yeah, sure, you can talk to me. He said, look. I don't know how to explain to you what I've experienced. I really don't know much about it. But all I can tell you is this, is that I came here to kill people like you. But on my way here, God touched me and he can touch you too. Hey, I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't have a whole lot of good things to say. Because I come to you not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration and the power of the whole Boom. And he went to the next, hey, listen to me. I really don't know a whole lot about this kind of church, uh, but I know what God did for me, and God can do it for you too. And he preached the word, and he preached the word. Someone said the word. uh, What do you think he did? Here's all I know, that the Bible tells us this, for we overcome by the blood of the Lamb uh, and the word of our testimony. Somebody said, I don't know how to preach a message, uh, but you've got a testimony. I don't know what to tell him. you got a testimony. I don't know where to take him in the word. But you've got a testimony. And you've got the blood of the lamb. You hear me right now. When the blood, my God, have mercy. It's the blood that gives you strength from day to day. It'll never lose its power. You've got to understand that when the blood shows up, that it overcomes every inability that you've got. But rather the desire of God, it's to put your faith into action. Someone shout, I'm putting my faith into action. Here's what the word of the Lord said. All that heard him were amazed. Someone shout, wow. Oh, you can do better. Wow. All that heard him were amazed and said, Is this not he that destroyed thee which called on his name in Jerusalem and came hither for the intent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest? Because people always struggle with an identity change. People struggle with an identity change because people were not the creator of DNA. But isn't it interesting that the one that created the DNA is the one that said that I've come to you that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. You must understand this, that there's no one that's keeping you from your breakthrough but yourself. You could make a decision today, whether you've been here for 40 years or one day, whatever time you've been, you can make a decision right now to say no matter what everybody else says about me, there's a God that's given me a promise this morning uh, to say that a change is coming. A change is coming. They were caught off guard because they must have thought that God's grace had a limit. They must have thought, well, surely God could change anyone but him. My God, surely, surely God could do that. But don't you know, don't you know that this is the one that was killing people? Surely God can't change. You must understand that they could have thought whatever they wanted to, uh, but Saul had a change. Someone shout, but Saul had a change But Saul had a change We're going to try it one more time But Saul had a change And this is how you know it for in Acts 13 It says this, then Saul, who is also called Paul Filled with the Holy Ghost. From Saul of Tarsus to Paul filled with the Holy Ghost. And it was said of him that regardless of what he did, that he was one of them which turned their world upside down. Here's what I'm coming to preach to you this morning. uh, That there's a change uh, that is coming. You shall be changed. I want you to hear me right now. uh, That no matter what the enemy tried to put upon you, uh, that there's change for you today. uh, No matter your failure, uh, there's change for you today. uh, No matter your adversity, uh, there's change for you today. uh. You hear me right now. uh, God never intended for you to get it all perfect, uh, but he just intended uh, for you to try. uh, you hear me right now, it was said of Paul uh, that these were they which turned their world upside down. Uh, and it's because Paul never lost sight uh, of the place that God brought him from. Uh, I've come for you to shake yourself and remind uh, your spirit of the place that you were uh, when the Lord picked you up and found you, uh, brought you out of sin and darkness, uh, placed your feet on the rock to stay. Uh, you hear me, the reason that it could be said of Paul that he was one that turned his world upside down is because Saul is rather because Paul never lost sight uh, of the the moment that God changed him, as a matter of fact, the moment that God changed him was so impactful that Saul is beginning to write in First Corinthians, rather Paul is beginning to write in First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 52, as God is showing him what's going to come, as he begins to preach on the coming of the Lord, and this is what he said in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. We shall be changed. Someone said he was talking about the rapture. I understand that. Uh, but I can't help but feel like uh, that when Paul was preaching that God was going to come back, uh, that he remembered on the road to Damascus uh, in a moment, uh, in the twinkling of an eye, uh, when I was on the journey, uh, in a moment, in the light show, you could literally read it like this. Uh, and on his road to Damascus uh, in one moment, uh, in the twinkling of an eye, uh, we shall Be changed. Everything you were, God will flip the script. You hear me right now? Not even opposites. God is greater. God is greater. That's why he began to write it. For the corruptible will put on incorruption. And the mortal will put on immortality. And death is swallowed up in victory. He had to say it. He had to say that death was swallowed up in victory because that he looked back at his testimony, given a word for the church, he had to remind himself of every person that he killed. And he said, even your death will be swallowed up one day in victory. Because he understood the grace of God that one day when the eastern sky will open, that the dead in Christ shall arise. And there'll be a shout. There, 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 there will be a shout from the people that were killed in triumphant praise as Paul begins to walk through the gate on the streets of glory saying come on Paul you made it come on Paul you made it come on Paul you made it it." someone said I don't understand the kingdom this is the kingdom you might have hurt me but when you come to the Lord I'm going to celebrate you you might have walked away but when you come to the Lord we're going to celebrate you you might have been bound up in addiction uh, but when you oh let's give him a celebration right now uh, let's give him a celebration right now here's what I'm trying to tell you uh, that this is the kingdom uh, the kingdom of God says I'm not worried about it uh, but a change is coming uh, a change is coming uh, a change is coming You said, How do you know that a change is coming? Because I heard a story one time of a woman and a husband. She was a backslidden Pentecostal. Her husband was a smoker and a gambler. In the year 1960, she was sick unto death, dropped from 160 pounds to 90 pounds. Hadn't been in the church since she was eight years old. As she laid on her deathbed, the doctors were unable to do anything for her. And she looked at her husband. He said, What do you want me to do? She said, drive me to the Pentecostal preacher's home. He said, the what? She said, the Pentecostal. He said, why do you want to go there? She said, because there's something I've never told you. But I grew up believing that believers would lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Oh, there's something about an experience with the Holy Ghost that regardless of where you go, that you can't let go of it because even every backslider knows where to run when the, when the storm gets too tough. There's something that's on the inside that said, I know where I've got to be. He, picked her, he had to pick her up and put her in the car. They drove down... To Brother Fuller's house, they pulled into there. Brother Fuller and Sister Fuller came out. This is in 1960. They walked out and said, "What's going on?" The husband got out and said, "I don't know you, but my wife is sick and she knows who you are, and she told me to bring her here so that you could lay hands on her." That pastor's wife about jumped out of her skin, ran down to the car, threw the door open, and crawled in the back seat because God will meet you where you are crawled into the back seat, looked at her and said, do you believe that God will heal you? Yes. First God will fill you with the Holy Ghost, and then he'll heal your body. That woman who hadn't been in church since she was eight years old, that pastor's wife laid her hand on her head. She fell out in the back seat speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. She went back to the doctor, uh, and the doctor said, I don't know what happened, uh, but there's been a change. Uh, Oh, you hear me right now. Uh, There might be a physical change, uh, but there's a spiritual change uh, that's about to come to somebody. uh, For the promise is unto you. And under your children, and under all that are afar off, to the backslider, to the sinner, to the drug addict. I've come to tell you. This is what happens when there's a change. For three years, that woman continued to go to the house of God. Her husband would not support her. She walked in on Sunday. She'd be walking out. Her husband would be kicked back smoking a cigarette. Where are you going now? i got to go to the Lord's house. It's Wednesday. Where are you? I'm going to the Lord's house. You don't need to go there. Oh, i got to go there. You want to stay. I've got to go because a real change won't allow your neighbor, your spouse, your brother, or your sister, uh, to hold you where you are. Three years, he showed up a couple times. You know, he's one of them CEOs. You know, them important people, Christian and Easter only's. Y'all can laugh. He'd been to church a couple times. Pastor would preach under the unction of the Holy Ghost. He'd sit there, white knuckled on the back row. Pastor would go to altar call, he'd turn and walk out of the back along with everyone else that only was there just to appease a spouse. They'd sit on the back porch of the church smoking cigarettes, talking. But there was a Sunday that the man was sitting on the back row the pastor preached and gave an altar call. And the man, when he told me the story, he said, I stepped out of the aisle and went to turn out the back door, took two steps and realized I went the wrong way. He said, before I knew it, I was halfway down to the altar. He said, and son, it was too late. He said, because as I walked down to the altar, I felt the unction of the Holy Ghost uh, begin to fall upon me. Uh, He said, I lifted up my hands uh, as the Spirit of God began to fall. uh, I spoke with other tongues for an hour and a half. Uh, I never went back to cigarettes. Uh, I never went back to gambling. Uh, I know what you're wondering. Why are you so excited about that story? Let me tell you why. Because today, when he looks back at his ministry, he started three churches. That man, uh, he reopened two churches. Uh, His family is saved. Uh, He's got family that are full-time in the ministry. He's got a son that's pastoring a church uh, that raised three preachers in his home and one standing before you today. me tell you what real change does real change will leave you a legacy uh, that not even the devil can snuff out Uh, real change doesn't just begin and end uh, in the moment that you receive the Holy Ghost uh, but there's a fruition of every promise uh, that God's about to bring to pass Uh, there is a change I I promise I'm almost done Y'all all right today? You can stand up if you're not standing. We're done here. We're done. We're done. Let me tell you something about real change. Real change does not just stop with the moment that you are filled with the Holy Ghost. But, Brother Justin, what real change does is it's the fruition of the promises of God in your life. That means that we don't come to church filled with the Holy Ghost and just occupy a pew. But what real change does, Brother Brandon, is real change causes us to recreate the miracle that God's done within us. It was in Rosevine, Texas, when my granddaddy was preaching a revival service. He'd been pastor in that church. A man walked into the back of a great reputation. You see, my dad was in the service. He's six years old. This man walked in. Leon Loggins was his name. This man was a proud man, a tough man, and a fighter. Had all of the money that he could possibly need. He wasn't really in need of anything, Brother Evan. And the man walked in. He sat there, people would all over the city, people would talk about, oh Leon, Leon was a tough man. Uh, Leon was a drinking man. Leon was a fighting man. Uh, But you want to know what else they'd say? They say, man, Leon was such a fighter uh, that if he could ever hit you with that right hand, buddy, your lights were out. That's what they talked about. Almost like Mike Tyson. This is what they'd say about Leon. But let me tell you, Leon came to the house of the Lord on a revival Sunday. Leon walked in, people were talking about him he came in, they said my God I thought if he ever walked in uh, that the pillars of the church would fall and the whole thing would burn to the ground uh, they were singing a song about Leon uh, and they were singing a song that he was a he was a drunk man uh, and he was a fighting man, he was a, a sin filled man uh, but Leon came down to the front of the church uh, as the spirit of God got upon him uh, because the Lord's never been worried about the song that your enemy is singing about you uh, but the Lord got his own song for you uh leon walked down to the front uh threw his hands in the air uh, and the holy ghost began to hit him Leon began to speak in other tongues. Uh, They said that Leon took off to the back of the church uh, and turned cartwheels all the way down the aisle. Uh, He shouted for an hour, uh, dancing and praising God. They said that the place erupted uh, as they knew that if God could save a man like him, uh, that God could save anybody. Uh, They left the church and went down to the pond. Leon was baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. And today, Leon's family is saved. But let me tell you, real change gives you a song that not even the angels can sing because as Leon came out of the water, the unction of the Holy Ghost got upon the praise team and they fired up the cymbals. Go ahead, Brother Danny. And they fired up the bass and they fired up the guitar and the organ and they fired up the keyboard. They didn't know what song they were going to sing, but as the instruments began to fire, it was almost like a heavenly host Begin to descend into the room, and the worship leader stood up and he started to sing a song. They baptized Leon Logan in Granny's Pond last Sunday. Jesus came to soul, hell lost a good right arm. We all cried hallelujah when Leon's head went under. For this time, he went under for the Lord. people were looking around I'm telling you I'm talking East Texas honky tonk kind of throw down service man people looked all around because no one had ever sang a song about Leon that wasn't about drinking nobody had ever sang a song about Leon that wasn't about fighting but when a change comes in your life he'll give you a song the angels cannot sing glory hallelujah thank God Know the kind of song that they say about you when you were filled with the Holy Ghost but I can see old Leon Loggins uh, coming up out of the water uh, as people said don't you know that this is Saul uh, who's persecuted your people uh, but he said "Noah, uh, Leon's my chosen vessel uh, but I would imagine if you could have seen the gates of hell uh, that the chains begin to rattle uh, and the doors begin to shake open uh, because as long as the enemy uh, keep Leon's song about drinking. He had Leon where he wanted him, but when Leon came out of the water, they baptized Leon Loggins in Granny's pond last Sunday. Heaven came to sow hell lost a good right arm. We all shouted hallelujah when Leon's head went under, but this time he went under for the Lord something that began to happen when they were singing Leon's song uh, that hell began to say hang on just a second Uh, it's in the song that we gave you uh, but I've come to tell you uh, that when the Lord sets you free uh, you'll be you'll be free uh, because I can see Saul walking into the gates of glory Uh, maybe he sang a song like this uh, There shall be light in the evening time. I don't know what he sang. I don't know what it could have been. But this is what I do know. That there's a song ripping through the atmosphere today. Let me tell you something about the Lord. Your song is not waiting to be written. The song has been written and heaven's just waiting to sing it. Because right now is your moment. Right, someone shout right now. Right Right now is your moment. uh, For we shall be changed. Here's what I want to do. I want you to grab the hand of your neighbor and I want us to come out of our seats as quickly as we can. I don't want to make this awkward on anybody. Come on, move, 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 move. I don't want to make it awkward on anybody today, but we're about to see some people filled with the Holy Ghost for the very first time. We're going to see somebody filled with the Holy Ghost, maybe for the first time, maybe not for the first time, but there's a song that heaven's about to sing about you. When you repent of your sins and you're baptized in Jesus' name, the promise of the Holy Ghost is yours. And when you have the Holy Ghost, you'll be endued with power from on high. You don't have to leave this place the same way that you came in. But there is a change right now. I want you to shut your eyes all over the house. We're going to sing and shout and dance. But I want you to shut your eyes right now. And if you're in this room, no one's looking at you right now. Even the instruments, everyone can just shut their eyes. You can keep on playing. You're right. But if you came into the room today and you'll say, I need a change today. I want you to lift a hand. There's one. There's two. There's three. There's four. There's five. There's six. There's seven. Ministers, I want you to move right now. There's one right here in the aisle that needs somebody to pray with them. Let's move quickly. You're in the room right now and you said, I need a change in my life this morning. We're about to pray. We're going to dance and shout and sing the praises of the Lord because heaven's about to release a song about you right now. I want every hand lifted in the room. Someone ought to lay your hands on your neighbor right now. And, Lord, right now, by the authority of the Word of God, by the power that's in the name of Jesus, we come against the identity that the enemy has tried to put upon you. We invoke the name of Jesus from the top of your head down to the soul of your feet, uh, be set free uh, and receive ye uh, the Holy Ghost. Uh, somebody lift up your voice uh, and let's give a praise right now. I'll say yes to my Lord. Come on, come on, come on. I'll say yes. Bow your head my back so yes yes up your mouth and him. begin to give him a praise right my now My yes son say yes to yes. my Lord He's a great king He's doing great things My son said yes yes yes. Said yes to my Lord My son say yes to my Lord My son My soul said yes, my soul said yes, to my Lord. My soul said yes, yeah. to my Lord. Oh, key great King, He's doing great things. My soul said yes, yes, my soul said yes, my soul said yes. My soul said, yes. So say, yeah.